Welcome to Under the Wayne Helmet. I'm Kyle Simmons. And my co-host, former Michigan offensive lineman Thomas Gwines, and a host of the ASAP Elite podcast, Rob Penn. How are we doing tonight, guys? Hey, we got a dub, so I am doing out freaking standing. Exactly. Big win. Big win. Uh, so, yeah, just get right to it. You know, uh, Michigan defeated number 10 Penn State 41 to 17 at the big house last Saturday. The win takes us to a uh, seven and oh overall four and on the big 10. The Wolverines had 400, 418 yards on the ground against one of the best run defenses in the country, at least statistically going into it. Uh, Donovan Edwards had 173 yards and three, two touchdowns. I'm sorry. Blake Corum had 166 rushing yards and two touchdowns. And then J.J. McCarthy even added 57 yards on the ground to go at 145 yards passing. So, Thomas, mm-hmm. what kind of statement did Big Blue make last Saturday? I think it was it was it was a noticeable statement, but I, I won't say it, it was the shot heard around right. the, the the nation or the conference. A couple of things that stood out to me was. I don't think Penn State should have been ranked 10. That Auburn win that they had, I think, um, early on in the season kind of sparked a lot of people's curiosity. You know, Auburn, SEC, Penn State going in, putting in work. When you go back and look at the Auburn game, but then you look at the type of season Auburn's having, it makes it a lot more difficult to say that that was really a quality win, if you will. Um with that being said, Penn State continued to roll and do their thing, but at the same at the same time, when I went back and watched some of their other games, Penn, there was really nothing about Penn State that made me fearful. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that we talked last time about their tight ends uh, being one of their big weapons, and really didn't see that this past weekend. I thought our our defense really did come to play. We got some good push up front. It's definitely making it very uncomfortable for their offense. I thought our offensive line, I, well, let me just say this. I thought on both sides of the ball, our big boys up front put in the proper amount of work. Um, our offensive line, I'm going to give them B plus A minus. And the reason why I'm doing that is because we gave up that sack. And when I went back and I watched how that sack was given up, that was just a straight technique sort of deal where the three technique long arm the left guard all the way back into the uh, quarterback's lap as an offensive lineman when you have that defensive lineman you know what I call long arming or getting the hands in and trying to extend you got to chop that arm down and re-engage with your hands and start the fight from there that never took place thus we gave up the sack but overall I thought we had good pass pro we were opening up some holes. I like the way we're getting out on our gap schemes, getting out in the space, getting big bodies on bodies, and allowing our running backs to have an incredible day. So with all that being said, I think we are trending in the right direction. But at the same point in time, I'm not fully sold because of the fact of the level of competition which we've been playing. Mm-hmm. Quite as it's kept, maybe Penn State just had a bad game against us. Um they got a very, you know, highly touted, as you alluded to, defense. They got a great coaching staff. They got they got players mm. over there. For whatever reason, they just didn't show up, or was it a situation that Big Blue really came in and unleashed the house on these boys? I'm going to say that we played 
well enough to get the win. But my concerns come from us being late starters. Mm-hmm. All of these games where we kind of had that nip tuck, it took us till the second half to really get into our rhythm. What causes me pause is, is that when we run up against a team that gets up, that may get up on, on us early, are we going to have that same level of luck trying to fight our way back in to, uh, into the game in the second half? So all of the, there's a lot of different things going on in the universe. Overall, we got the dub. It was a great day. The mm-hmm. 97 team was honored. Um, it was good to see Coach Carr out there. I was yep. at the game. I was chilling in the suites, but, uh, I had an opportunity to, yeah, I was in the suites kicking the <laughs> feet up. <laughs> had a really good experience as well, man. Um, uh, I know you guys know of the story about, uh, Big Michi from, uh, I want to say the Flint area young man that had the bone cancer, lost his, mm-hmm. uh, leg. Unknown to me, unbeknownst to me that they were going to be up in the suite, him and his family. Super, super dope young man. Uh, Great family, great crew, great support staff around that young man. He's got a long way to go, but um, that dude right there is a Wolverine through and through. That's little bro right there. So shout out to Big Meech. So I'll turn it over to you, RP. Rob, so um, (laughs) you were wrong. I don't don't even know how to even say it or set it up. Hey, hey, Rob, you're wrong. Let, let me start off with this. I, I wanna I wanna start off this way, right? So uh first of all, the, the the wind heard around the nation this week. I have to give it to Tennessee. I thought it was beautiful at the end of the game, seeing all that orange down on the field. You know, ASAP Elite was in the house, you know, so that was a great thing. Second of all, I think that the trepidation, I think the worry and the fear came from previous. You know, Penn State games. You said the other last week that we can never take Penn, uh, Indiana lightly. Penn State, we can never take lightly. You know, so let's just get it, you know, uh, like like it is. Any given season, they can have just a Saquon just bust out of nowhere, you know. Or just, uh, but, you know, Clifford and those other two young guys, stars, they had a receiver and a running back. So they're, 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 those two are pretty uh, relatively young. So, uh, yeah, I think that uh, – I think that we didn't know what we were going to get out of that game. Uh, and third of all, I was right all along. I called the game. I just wanted to see what you guys were going to say, you know. Mm-hmm. So, you know, <laughs> neither here nor there. But <laughs> second of all, hey, look, this was a 41-10 to 10 game. We had a freak fumble, well, that freak uh, defensive touchdown, you know, but – this should have been a 41-3 game. You know, with that being said, we always talk about that offense. We brought it up in previous weeks. That defense, man, is top five. Easy. We might be number one in the country right now. They're scary. Now, we won't know until the final three games, the three possible standards at the, standards at the end of the season, who we are and what we are. Because we're going to get down. On that Saturday before uh, that Saturday, uh, the last Saturday of November, we're going to be down. But with this defense, and I think our secondary, we won't be down seventeen going in the half. I really see that. So with that being said, JJ, no touchdowns and a pick. You know, uh, no receiver had really a breakout game this week, but that four hundred plus yards, that was a statement. What are we going to do when we get behind? Can we chuck that ball around? That's the question. But overall, man, I get a defense at A+. Plus. I get an offense a B. 
I would concur on that. Um, another thing that gives me pause as I went back and watched the game and while watching the game live was our anemic effort in the red zone. How many times are, are we settling for three instead of touchdowns? So we have to find a way that once we get into that red zone, it's not about bringing in Jake. Jake, I love Jake Moody to death because he, he definitely keeps us in it. But we have to find a way to orchestrate uh, getting getting into the end zone. I thought some of the play calling was a little questionable. Um, and, and those times where we were in the red zone, I thought we got a little cute. Uh, I, the offensive line was dominating. We were winning. We were winning the game up front, uh, you know, between Edwards and, and Blake. Why not continue to let those guys roll? And even from the I formation, you know, when, when we're, you know, five yards and in, there's no reason why we just can't line up and push people off the line of scrimmage and let those two guys go. But with that being said, trying to get cute, get those guys out in space. And I think we were trying to do too much. And it didn't really need to have happened. And, and possibly we uh, outplayed ourselves, if you will, as far as the play calling went. So definitely got to get better at getting into the end zone instead, instead of settling for three. I think that's going to be a huge, huge point of emphasis. Hopefully these next couple of weeks as we have the bye week coming up, we got little brother coming into town. I hate these dudes with a passion. Only team I hate more is the team from down south. But – uh Hats off to them for getting the win against the Badgers. They showed a lot of grit and determination. I love watching uh, Coach Tuck on the sidelines, just his facial expressions. And what's really obvious to me, Sparty really seems like they have a young team, but the energy and and just the 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 machismo, if you will, from Coach Tuck, his boys seem to to, to really feed off of that emotionally. So. When they get ready to come in, in in the town, we're going to have to not only match them on the field, we're going to have to match them emotionally. You already know they're coming oh, yeah. in uh, with the amount of losses they got this year. How do they sav- salvage their season? They salvage their season by beating Big Bro. Mm-hmm. And at this particular point in time, we can't have that. It's time for Paul Bunny to come back to the hallowed halls of Shambeckler Hall where he belongs and for us to make this statement. If I really feel like we can run the table going into that last game, uh, that last Saturday in November, this would be a great jump start into continuing for us to work on, on that, that mojo, if you will, um, emotionally and letting the other teams know that, you know what, last year wasn't a fluke. We are we are for real. We definitely got some weapons, and I'm interested. I'm interested to see how we continue to delve deeper into the offensive side of the playbook and open some things up. To uh, RP's point, we got to get our, our wide receivers more involved in the game and start taking the top off of people. Hey, hey, hey seven five. I want to uh, add to this, right? So th- this is what I this is what they need to do, right? From from my standpoint, and what I would do. Everybody in, in that goal line. They're going to spread on the goal line. You know what I'm saying? That's a mistake. First of all, go ahead and box that up. You know, go uh, 22 personnel, 21 personnel, and put and go ahead and start Ronnie Bell out there one-on-one without all the DBs. Go ahead and let them stack that box. You know what I'm saying? Come down in that man-to-man, and they have to stop it, this one-on-one receiver. I have not seen that. You get what I'm mm-hmm. saying? I have not seen a two-receiver set on the goal line when everybody knows the run is coming. 
You know, but what they do is they spread it out and they still throw the ball. You know, go ahead and bring them in, man. Bring them in. Go ahead, get uh, I say, get the fullback in, get the, get the double tight, and get Ronnie Bell out there one on one. You know what I'm saying? And have them take advantage of that DB one on one with all this territory out here. Right. That's what I do. Right. But, you know, I, 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 that was a very uh, astute observation on your part. Um, I, I definitely concur with you. Allow our wide receivers to go out there and be great. You know, everybody's mm-hmm. expecting to run. I think we try yeah. to fabricate the run off of the motions and yeah. all these other different little kind of tricky sort of things. The other yeah. thing that causes me pause too is as good of receivers as our tight ends are, they're not there as far as blockers. There was a couple of plays, a couple of key plays, especially short yardage, where our tight ends are not getting their head in, in front of that defender and getting that cutoff block, where they're getting driven or getting over penetration in backfield and we're getting tackles for losses. We really have to shore up our tight end blocking as we continue to get deeper into the Big Ten season. These things, it's in, again, most people aren't, aren't going to see that, right? But it's these little nuances, these idiosyncrasies that I think any good coach worth their salt is going to pick up and really try to exploit uh, against us as far as causing us some issues down the road. So um, I'm, I'm hoping – well, I'm not going to say I'm hoping. I know that our coaches are seeing these things and that they're getting the boys coached up. But just outside looking in, just some key components that we need to continue to try to shore up and uh, make sure that – as we get deeper into the Big Ten season, that we don't have these things biting us in the butt later on. Man, hey, yeah. I got to talk about little brother. Now, this is the great thing about talking to one of my favorite Michigan players, uh, TG here. Let's talk about little brother. You know, because when you right right here that year, you know, after T. Wheatley and, and Bianca Batuka was in, y'all were just smacking them. You know, that, y'all yeah. were smacking him. I think it was that, uh, right, that was Andre, right? That was right after Andre Rising and them, you know, and right, right. before, uh, yeah, that was right before the TJ Duckett era and the Plaxico Burris era. Tell us about the times, your, how about your last season playing against our little brother? I want to hear about it. Man, we had several games where, you know, we put up 40 plus points. Uh, I gotta admit, we did lose to them once over there at, uh, Michigan our agri- agricultural yeah, school. Agricultural school yeah, because y'all know Sparty used to be an agricultural university. But anyway, I digress. Yeah. But uh it, it, it was really it was fun. And the interesting thing was when I got to Michigan in ninety two as a freshman, what I remember was there was no fear playing Sparty or the team from down south. There was a high level of expectation that when that game was played, it was going to end up being a dub. So for me, I was that's how I was indoctrinated into those games. Right. In our full team meeting where we had red and green games, the green games were Sparty and Notre, Notre Dame, and the red game obviously was a team to the south. But again, with that being said, my fourth, fifth year seniors have been so successful. We were on our fourth Big Ten championship when I got there, went in our fifth uh, as a freshman for me, it, it was just, it was an expectation. So for me, when I got ready to play and I became a starter, it was more or less, it was just another game. There was no thoughts of us using, losing these games. So one year we went up there, we had won. 
And Steve King, number 27, played safety for us, RIP, my guy class of uh, uh, 92, Fab 2-5. Steve was our emotional leader, and Steve was out there just being Steve. And, you know, we got chippy at times, and I recall the story. Steve said, after we beat your behind, and not in those words, uh, we're going to come back up here. And um, we're going to dance with your dates, if you will. <laughs> we're going to dance with your dates. Yeah. And literally, I remember coming back to Ann Arbor. You know, you showered up. We got dressed and we posted up. And we went back. To really? So we oh, went shoot. back. Lansing, <laughs> Michigan blued up Letterman jackets, all of that, and just hey, how y'all doing tonight? Yeah, the Wolverines are in town. How you doing? <laughs> and that's how it went, bro. And you know, no, oh, it was it was hot. It was comedy. Like I said, we 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 took an L the one time, but other than that, it was pure expectations. Like, okay, we Sparty are. The game was the game to the south, right? Or, or against the team to the south. Sparty was just Sparty. It was just another day in Ann Arbor. But yeah, we're, we we went back and we danced with their dates. So hey, hey, uh, hey, I hear people say that, but y'all actually literally did it. <laughs> hey, it's not a game. It's not, not a game. game. Yeah, we went back and danced with their dates. You know, okay. I remember uh, playing a team to the south and. Down in Columbus, they have a street. It's a main street on on their campus, kind of like how State Street is for us. Yeah. And uh, they would have the Ohio State block party. And again, I there was no fear playing, you know, the Buckeyes. And we we let them have it. And we would go down to Columbus for uh, <laughs> I forgot what it was called, but it was like it was a big campus deal. Michigan blew it up. And kicked it and had a great time. It had no smoke. Yeah, Nobody gave no us smoke. no smoke. Yeah, yeah so, I bet. It was a di- dude. It was a different time in the nineties, bro. The nineties was such it. an epic time to be a Wolverine. You got to remember, bro. We had the Fab Five. Right. Um, yeah. My my incoming freshman class. Like I said, we called ourselves the Fab Two Five. Um, right behind the Fab Five, the hockey team was doing good. Uh, baseball was doing like all of the Michigan sports were, you know, were in the conversation nationally. And so for us as athletes, what was really cool for me was you saw all of the, the, the integration between the sports. Like, you know, we would go kick it at the hockey house and the wrestlers would come to the football house. And, you know, obviously the Fab Five was our boys. We used to all just kick it, um, track. All the sports was was cool with one another, and because we were all winning, you know, yeah. you may not have necessarily won won the chip, but you were definitely in that conversation, getting a lot of national pub. So, with that being said, the atmosphere on campus was just one of, hey, who's up next? You know, what season's up next? What's what's the next sport we got to watch? So it was a beautiful time back in the nineties. But yeah, we danced with the dates. <laughs> Good stuff. Yeah. So <laughs> next week. We're going to talk about the uh, Michigan State game, the little brother game, and we're just going to have Thomas talk more trash. I mean, we just kind of taking it lightly <laughs> right now. I didn't want to get too much into it, but for sure, we're definitely going to let him have it next week. So, uh, yeah, I guess that's it for this week's uh, episode of Runner the Wings Helmet. Uh, yeah. Like I said, come back next week where we're going to trash talk Sparty 
And just be sure to listen to us on Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and the Believe Network. Thomas Gwines, Rob Penn, I'm Kyle Simmons. Go hey, hey, I got a prediction. Oh, Mister, we we lose this week, thirty-five to three. <laughs> I, I, I got I got a prediction. I got a prediction too. We're not going to play anybody. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. Thank you, man. Be good, gentlemen. Always a pleasure. Yeah, yeah. All right. Go Blue. Talk to you later. Yeah, go Blue. Go Blue. Yeah. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.